Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And with a collapse of the former superpower, several powerful factions now find for control. The threat is real. An evil organization calling itself SCAR. Known only as SCAR. Their goal, nothing short of total world domination. Led by this man, known only as Iron Claw. We will be victorious! Not on my watch! That's... Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Interruption Free, knowing is half the podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Quirk Chan. I'm Gina Bolito, and that makes it sound like no one is going to interrupt anyone for the duration of tonight's podcast, and I am worried that that is false advertising. That would, we've never had an episode that went without an interruption of one kind or 50. Uh, this is an Interruption Free intro uh, you might hear after the credits roll where uh, we had an interruption earlier. How odd. How very strange. It's the thing that Certainly never happens. your when first I... episode of the podcast, you would have no idea what you're, you're talking about. But if you've listened for any, literally any amount of time, literally, literally any amount of time, uh, you would have heard us interrupting Ray at the beginning because it's fun. Well. You should, you know and what? for no, those no, no. people you, who have never listened before, oh, for you've never listened before, I've told you now, listen after the credits and you'll be in on the joke. Do it. You can do this at home. Here's the Knowing is Half the Podcast Home Edition. As soon as Ray says, hey, everybody, just start talking <laughs> about anything and you will have authentically recreated the experience of us recording this podcast. And here's the thing. You could do it like a half dozen times. Just stop and restart the podcast as soon as Ray starts talking. Just jump in again with something else. That will also be accurate, depending on the uh, the era, because I feel like we've kind of you know what uh, dwindled away. But back in the day, we used to go. We used to go, and you would have to do this many, many times restarting. It was a lot of fun for us. I would say maybe I should make a special like uh, a special cut of like a two minute episode of the show. That's just me trying to start the show and then getting mad at nothing. So that way the listeners can get the experience of me yelling at them after they've <laughs> interrupted the show. Is this, yes. is this something that people want? 
Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I think I think there's a weird fetish market for Ray oh. yells at you. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> WikiRay.com. <laughs> weird sound pulls of Ray that people get horny to. I'm yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I mean, not all fetishes are about horniness. It could, you know, it could be about something else. But yeah, I'm sure there's someone out there who's like, I can't come unless I'm jerking it to Ray screaming at me. Okay, look, we're gonna get you know to, to the be fair. Talk, but can we? No, no, we'll get there. Back to the part where fetishes aren't about sex. What else are fetishes about? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a fetish about like everything. So I'm sure there's like one fetish that's like, no, I specifically want to like, I have a fetish where I'm not horny, but people are, <laughs> you know, rubbing peanut butter on their jumblies in front of me. Uh, I don't know. I haven't studied every fetish. To be fair, though, I do need to make those vi- types of videos, if only because I do, you know, what do you think the R in ASMR stands for, but Ray? Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know Anal what the other simulation. Oh, boy. Anal simulation Ray makes? ASMR. ASMR. Oh, damn. That's arms. No, wait. That's a different word. How do words work? I'm... Anyway, this week we're talking about G.I. Joe Extreme, the search for Clancy. And again, they're paying off storylines from season one. They set up this episode, last episode, and they're paying. Like, it's just, look, this is basic TV show writing stuff, Gina. Uh, I know you know about every aspect of this. It's just astounding to me, even yet still, that uh, uh, we are seeing it in G.I. Joe Extreme. What? You know TV writing and how it works. This is a great <laughs> example of how TV writing works. And yet, after Deke era scarred us so horribly, it's just nice to see uh, this. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and this was, I mean, I enjoyed the fact that this was a an episode that felt like a little bit of a deviation. I honestly just yeah. thought... They're going to go, you know, they're looking for Clancy. They're going to find out that he's in some Cobra, you know, base that's been abandoned. They're going to go in there. But this had like a ship and, you know, like his like Clancy's brain is mush and some some dark stuff in here. And then like a they call in a specialist. This is there were a lot of surprises. Um, there were a lot of things that were different. I wouldn't necessarily argue that made it better, oh, but I wouldn't Lord. say that it was necessarily worse. Well, the show's been okay. great overall. So when you say it's not worse, that means it's great. That's all. Yeah, I'm I feel like from Chan, that's a that's that's it's, as good as we can help. It's Chan's way of saying I really liked it, but I just I get <laughs> I get feelings when I say it out loud, so I can't do it. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> here's the thing didn't care for it that much but also you're not wrong uh that that okay. is how okay. i uh i i function essentially so mm. you know what i can remember this one time uh you know uh, uh I, I i showed chan some scripts and he wrote me back and he said that's okay and i could just tell he was fighting back tears of feelings like that was the biggest nicest thing chan's ever said to me uh, in my entire life. And I know, you know it pained him to do so. 
It was okay. That, that, oh my God. He did it again for you, the people. This is a momentous so, occasion. You know, here's the thing. Uh, I will I will have a separate uh, uh, recording session where I just tell things. I just say things like, that was okay. And then, you know, the fetishists out there can just um, yeah. not not get horny hearing me say those things, <laughs> which is in itself a, 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 a sexual fetish. No, Chad, yes, you're helping the edging community. <laughs> you're helping the edging community. Uh, you get up to a point. They play that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Look, okay. I bet yeah. if you Googled non-sexual fetish. Mm-hmm. Are you doing that right now? Yeah. Please you're going to get yeah. nuns. You're going to get nuns, Gina. You're going to get nuns. <laughs> I mean, the second thing that comes up, oh, it's from asexuality.org. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's that's a completely different ballgame. Okay, but then there's a whole there's a BuzzFeed list, nope. which which is called 32 totally not weird non-sexual fetishes you might have. So there, mm, it's a thing, it's a thing doubt. enough that that in the BuzzFeed writers room, uh-huh. They pitched it. Although I will say I'm I'm scrolling through the list and uh-huh. everything is just a number followed by this image is no longer available. Okay. <laughs> Great. In other words, they unfortunately people went down this list and turned them all sexual. That's what I mean. <laughs> one by one. Rule 34. One by one, they knocked all. it off. Started with it started with uh, furry animal costumes and it went downhill from there. <laughs> oh dear lord. Well, this episode of G.I. Joe Extreme, we open and I kind of like this little caption that just said somewhere in the North Atlantic. You know what? The show doesn't even know where we are. I don't know. <laughs> somewhere in the North Atlantic. Suck it well, up. I mean, I- I guess if they like t- told you like uh, um, latitude and longitude, or if yeah. they're like somewhere in the Barblaga got sea because that's like a small portion of the Atlantic, uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't know anyway. So just you went fucking somewhere. Yeah, and I feel know. like I think other movies other movies have done this before. I feel like I've seen things that say like somewhere in the Arctic. Because like I don't want to know. I don't need to know exact. I'm not about to get in my car and go wherever GI Joe says this is happening right now. I need longitude and longitude. Um, I need to know where it is so I can drive my car to the North Atlantic. Gina, did you did hear him say longitude, right? Was- I, I did. I thought he was doing some weird Detroit bit. I thought it was oh, a bit. Sorry, too, I got kept going, and I was. <laughs> I, I got distracted because I got a phone call I wasn't expecting just now. So pardon me. Mm. I got distracted. <laughs> it was it from someone named Langitude. It's from Bob Langitude. He's one of my favorite people. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, this, uh, there's a submarine that gets cut in half, which is kind of fun. And we just keep going. And then we find out that Scar is taking out all the secret stuff. Uh, all the secret stuff of the G.I. Joes because they're picking, they're quote-unquote from Gina, picking Clancy's brain. And pretty much, uh, I think Gina would agree, the only way that she would want her brain picked was to be lobotomized first. Yeah, this is this is actually this is actually an accurate depiction of what happens when you do pick someone's brain. They turn into a drooling mess who doesn't care if they live or die. Yes. And how are they going to tell the difference between you normally and when they're picking your brain? Uh, because, like. because in one, I'll be in a full three-piece suit facing a wall, apparently. That's fair. That's fair. To be yeah, fair, he put that. on his finest suit for it. It all holds up. 
Um, I did like the idea that they're like slowly picking out like the lower edge of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the lower circles of the Joe thing. So it's like a little secret base here, a little secret operation here, an undercover agent over here. And then Scar's like systematically rolling through and it's just, they're just firing off the codes all around the world. I don't know. There's something very kind of fun le- about that to me. And it's like, we also see an example of, and this is a thing Deke era for, just was afraid to do, which is allow Scar to do, get some wins. <laughs> How nice is it to see Scar get some wins? Yeah. You know what? And not so bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who we're rooting for at this point. <laughs> Well, obviously, wait a minute. Now, Gene Ippolito, we're rooting for G.I. Joe against Scar. But if they are never a, a threat uh, at all, just like they were never in uh, Deke era G.I. Joe, if they were never a threat, then then, then it's not fun, right? But didn't like, they? I mean, I, I would argue that they, they've had many wins. Uh, they yes. successfully kidnapped and then and then soup-brained the the head of the joes they replaced the president for a little while yes uh yeah i feel like they're i feel like they're doing pretty well in fact i would argue that if this was the if they were up against the original gi joe team they would have never gotten such a hold uh i feel like the original joes would have seen would have seen all of these plans coming uh, and instead of like kidnapping Clancy, they would have accidentally kidnapped Shipwreck, who was like ready for it and was like, you think I can't handle a little brainwashing? Uh, and then like Polly would have pecked out their eyes. So I'm I'm just going to say it. I think this, these new Joes are, are no match for the old Joes. They might be more buff, but they sure as heck ain't as efficient. Wow. Listen to Gina no, gatekeeping not- over here. Like, ugh, oh, in my wow. day, Joes are real Joes. <laughs> Do you like that? Uh, this new stuff? Uh, I don't consider you a real Joe fan. <laughs> you know what? If you are a real Joe fan, though, go on IMDb. Go to G.I. Joe Extreme and rate it five stars. You, too, can make a difference. Right. Uh, we had about 150... A hundred and fifty scale, you're gonna screw up the ratings and make them worse. Oh wait, it's no, it's it's ten, isn't it? It's a ten point scale on IMDb. Yeah, you said. What did five. I say? Five star. Oh crap! He said you said longitude. You said him- it's a, it's <laughs> longitude. Guys, I, I got guess, this phone I'm call in my life spinning. I'm assuming that your friend uh, Don Ten is calling you right now as well, and that's why you said ten instead of five. Look, IMDb rating is 5.3 with 155 ratings. We also want you to go give Beast Wars one star, obviously. But if you could go give it a look, when we started this, I believe G.I. Joe Extreme had what? 150 total uh, reviews. Now it has 155 reviews, but oh, the rating yeah. hasn't rating hasn't moved. So obviously we need to do more work here. <laughs> yeah, G.I. Joe Extreme. People like you were like, five stars. That's exactly what I want to do. It's my fault, guys. You guys, I let everyone down <laughs> again. Um, so go on GI Joe Extreme on IMDb and uh, 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 Gina. You know about IMDb. I'm, I'm familiar. Yes. Uh, tell them podcast Gina Ippolito sent you. 
<laughs> oh man, I've been demoted from TV's Gina Polito to podcasts, Gina Polito. No. Regretfully, I mean, in order to be TV's Gina Polito, Gina, you have to be writing on uh, the Unicorn or Murphy Brown regular show, and it has to be tied with the number of podcasts that you're on. When you start uh, up more podcasts, you suddenly it skews the balance. You become podcast Gina Polito. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of all of my recent failures. <laughs> Those uh, are not recent failures. Those are opportunities. For I mean, to be fair, we all know 2022, but the second half of the, of the year, Jin will be writing on like five different shows, and she's just going to be and she's going to be like movies TV, uh, movies TV, Gina Polito. Movies point. TV, Gina Polito. Don't worry about that. What, Ray, the, I think Ray got the uh, the brain machine that they do to Clancy uh, <laughs> on wasn't him much there. before podcasting. Uh, uh, okay. I just, uh, uh, I just want to say that uh, you you did mention this that. Uh, in Chinese, the word for opportunity and uh, uh, danger oh. is the same. Uh, similarly, uh, the words in Chinese for uh, podcast and failure are the same. So, <laughs> oh, no, I, okay. I don't want to say that you know we're calling you out, podcast Gene Apolito, but <laughs> I mean, like you guys, it's all the Chinese culture. It's all the ancestors that are that are calling you out. I mean, the China. To be fair, the Chinese invented podcasting back in the 10th century. Everybody knows yeah. that. Yeah, they did. Um, and uh, to be Polo. fair, uh, here's the deal. I've been able to. Uh, I've been able through texting and talking at the same time, which doesn't work. I can now attest to that. Um, I have now. Uh, I have now uh, settled the uh, the issue that the person was calling me about, and so we are <laughs> we are in good shape. And I can now continue with the standard idiocy, not the elevated idiocy of the last four minutes. So you know, my favorite thing about this show is that we we don't even bother editing. We don't say like, "Hey, give me two minutes. I need to take care of this thing." No, we just power. That through. phone call would be on the show. That phone call just would be on the show. Talking. No it's one's going to notice when I burble burble my shoe bum bum. <laughs> Staying in, I'll tell you that right now. Um, okay, so there's an anti-terrorism satellite hanging above, and 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 what I love about this is the president calls in uh, uh, Lieutenant Stone, and he says, uh, you know, the, for the sake of all the world and all of America and all of the, the the world and all of America, we need to make sure that they do not get the codes to the to the uh, space satellite with the laser beam that can kill everybody. And then at, right at the end, Stone's just like, and you know, Clancy's sort of important too. Oh, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Him. Yeah, he has a life. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, kind of it is. It. I'm curious how we get from the la the end of the last episode to this episode because there doesn't, at the top of this episode, there doesn't seem to be much uh, uh, urgency behind finding Clancy. Like, like fake Duke is out of the hospital and he just like saunters into the office and the guy's like, yeah. So like a lot of shit's going down. And, and I was like, wait, wait didn't the last episode end with them being like, Oh my God, we got to find Clancy. And then now yeah, they got to go like, find Clancy. Like he's clearly healed. So time has passed. Well, uh, I, Sure. I, I, the thing is, though, the thing is, though, they haven't been like using Clancy's brain to do terrible things yet. Once that sub gets cut in half and all these other things start happening, I think that escalates the uh, the uh, immediacy of needing to get this done. Oh, so you you're under the impression that they're that they're that it's it's much more corporate. I was thinking, oh, yes. you know, Clancy's their friend and they need to rescue him. But you're you're thinking like. 
oh no, once once things go wrong, like once the Twitter <clears throat> once the Twitter pressure is on, then they've gotta then they've gotta bring home this person from their terrible situation. But well, not I, before. What what I actually do like here is that I feel like Stone is the one who is saying this is our friend. He is our, he is a fellow soldier. We have a responsibility to save him. And it's the president who's like, uh, like, yeah, Clancy sure, but we got to deal with this, you know, international, you know, threat kind of thing, which, uh, is a character thing and also a legitimate, uh, uh human, uh, behavior. Like, the president has to think big picture and he's like, yeah, great. We've got a soldier in distress, but we got to take care of, you know, this whole world situation. And stone is thinking about, you know, the people on his level. And I kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's, it's all of the above. And I, I think like they just didn't know exactly where to start and they just didn't really have an idea, but they were just starting. And I don't think a lot of time has passed. I know that Stone went from being in a hospital bed, like in a coma to now just up and normal. But I just think that's how G.I. Joe, the world of G.I. Joe works. That's 12 to 14 hours of rest and recuperation. That's for what him. I'm saying. <laughs> it is literally the next morning and Stone's just like walking around, like playing football, <laughs> you know, that's just his deal. Um, so we meet a new character. We meet a new character named Tracker. And Gina, how did you like his wolf? Yeah, I dug it. I feel like this was, I feel like they did, they must have done some marketing research where it was like, what did you like about the original G.I. Joe? And people were like, wasn't there a character that had a pretty, like a wolf that was pretty, pretty human-like and that it knew a lot of shit it shouldn't know? And they're like, yes, yeah. we are going to put one of those in this show. Done and done. <laughs> yeah uh i mean to be fair this one didn't put on a rat tail and start dancing like in pyramid of darkness yeah a little bit of a missed yeah. opportunity yeah yet fair fair I, and i think he could i think he's capable of it i just think he feels like that other wolf was maybe a sellout okay oh, okay. okay i see yeah like he's like oh you're you're putting on costumes for the joes you're doing this what do i do i just help my dude track that's what I'm about. I have it in my contract that I don't do dances. I don't pretend to be in a band. So you're th you're saying that uh, this is the Malcolm X of wolves <laughs> and uh, Snake Eyes' as wolf was the Martin Luther King. And he was like, no, man, you know, you, you, you need to take a more hard line with these with these with these human folk. <laughs> Yeah, clearly that is what the what the writers of both the original and Extreme had in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like for it. the record, I was gonna get a lot more um, uh, racial and abrasive <laughs> there. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna dial it back. I'm gonna dial it back. This is this is time when uh, we need to heal. We need to come together. Maybe I shouldn't be crossing uh, <laughs> Molotovs uh, all of the time. So okay. I mean, that's fair. Well, Tracker is going to form a team with Black Dragon, who was apparently like he's a white surfer dude, but he was born and raised in Hong Kong. Which Here's I'm still the thing. I had an together. issue because at the beginning of the series, he had a vague Asian accent. And yes, it he took did. Me a while to even figure out what the accent was. And I was like, oh, Wait a minute. And I thought now, it was Hispanic. Uh, that would make even less sense. But also, uh, oh. now that he's got like a surfer dude accent, who knows? Who effing knows? Yeah, 
He's, I mean, he is, uh, you know, he is from Hong Kong. Like that was established in this episode. Well, he grew up in Hong Kong. I think he's probably, he's still a white boy. But I'm, but oh, like, okay. I'm, but if you grow up in Hong Kong, nominally you you begins by speaking Chinese, not like I mean, do I is that how or Mandarin? I should say, excuse me, uh, but because is it, I don't know is English the primary language of Hong Kong? My understanding was that it was not. Uh, I don't know the backstory. Like he could be like a diplomat's son or something like that. That seems very GI Joe. Okay. Uh, in which case, you know, you probably would. May, I, I mean, maybe he's just crazy. Maybe he's Zazie Beats in the <laughs> Atlanta season three finale with her French accent for ninety percent of the episode. Uh, amazing. Some of us are uh, hired by IMDb shows to watch everything everywhere. So. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I missed that one. Oh, or, you're uh, you're at, at Atlanta. You're just calling it just another another show. <laughs> that doesn't I'm not into. Uh, they only, I'm not into they only release like seven. They release like seven episodes every 19 years. It feels like so. <laughs> I'm still catching up with Insecure. All right, I got a backlog. <laughs> also, did you know that Insecure is a real good show? I've I've heard. You guys I've heard, won't believe this. I mean, I've heard from some people who like it. I've heard from some people who don't like it. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> you guys, I'm backed up on Law & Order SVU right now. That's yes, going to come as know. a shocker we to everybody. Aware, <laughs> they release roughly 19 years of shows every week. So... <laughs> It's the like opposite of Atlanta. Ray, you can you can just say you don't watch shows with black people in them. It's okay. <laughs> um, Ice T counts, ma'am. Uh, if he were on SVU, not <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't show up a lot anymore. It's like one out of every three episodes because his contract has got to be ridiculous by now. <laughs> You've been on the show for twenty years. You know that you get paid more every single year by what, like ten percent? And now we're talking about like exponential growth. I imagine every single time Ice T appears on SVU, he basically buys NBC again at this point. Ray Ray will watch a show, and if there is a black person in it for the first five minutes, he'll turn it off. So the only reason he made it so far into SVU is because it st- it started with the white characters, and then it got to. To be fair, it gotcha. You're right. SVU did not start with Ice T. He was a pleasant addition later. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And Ray was like, "Well, I'm already watching it, I guess. So I'm gonna have to make an exception to my rule." When when did this rule happen? It's it's the MRA podcast, not the MRA cyst podcast. I'm I just saying. I, I feel like Chan and I just just named the two most famous, uh, predominantly black cast shows on TV, and you didn't know what we were talking about. So I have seen episodes of Atlanta, and I watched season one of The Wire. I believe that I oh have read. <laughs> that's when you watch first of all when when you're i've watched a black show it was the wire that's the equivalent of saying i have a black friend but when you say no, i watched the first <laughs> season of the wire you didn't even keep watching it no there were too many white people on it. <laughs> to be fair season two can be tough to get through i couldn't I get through season like two i got a couple episodes started up it sounds like he got he watched no, one like... season and said that's enough for my lifetime i know black people now <laughs> oh they were like they were like this we got boats now and i'm like right, i'm out you know, that was basically how season two went for me. Yeah, but then you missed Littlefinger. Yep. <sighs> but I got Littlefinger back on what TV show 
Do I watch that Littlefinger was a prisoner and he escaped from the prison? What TV show is that? Oh my oh, goodness. Something pretty white, I'm gonna guess. Oh, it's super white. It was oh, it was the it was the it was the episode that uh 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 oh it's the one with uh, Jeremy Renner on it and it's in Michigan and it's in Hawkeye. the prison and it's not Hawkeye and it's the Avengers uh, uh, Endgame. The mayor. It was the mayor of something, something, something. Con Air. It was not Con Air. <laughs> It was the mayor of Kingston. That was the show. And uh, and you get you get surprise little finger as like a big bad who is in this prison and the whole thing. He's trying to get out. It's a good show. Huh. I liked it. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, and featured in that show is Jason Kelly, uh, who is a friend of uh, a friend of uh, us all uh, or, you know, did show comedy with him. And he's doing very, very well now. And he had a very nice role uh, opens. Like, I think like episode one has a scene with Jeremy Renner in a diner. And that's Mr. A good Mayor way to work. Mr. Mayor. Ted Mr. That's, Mayor. The one. that's the one. Yeah. Is it, I'm sad that show got canceled. I'm not going to lie. It was a, it was an okay show. It was an okay show. I like me. You know what? It turns out I'm really into Tina Fey's brand of uh, a sitcom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's uh, semi-canceled nowadays. So that tr- that tracks. is she. <laughs> Wait, when did that happen? I think, I think Chan is Chan is uh, uh, putting more on it than is actually there. I think in our small liberal bubble in LA, people people said some stuff about her, but n- I would not consider consider her canceled. Uh, Man, no. Oh, look at Gina here. All. Oh repping for uh the new yorker the white white female new yorker i I I think when someone says someone is canceled everyone automatically thinks either toxic workplace or touching boobies uh so so that's that's and and as far as i know she's done neither so uh i guarantee you she's touched boobies in her life Mm, (laughs) like you know i don't know if anybody else's but certainly Hers, so I should have known something was up when I heard that Tina Fey was a surprise opener for John Mulaney. I should have <laughs> yeah, known that's something was up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're like two minutes into this episode of GI Joe. I'm I don't, know. I don't know why you don't just here. move this thing along, Jesus, Ray. <laughs> yeah, it's God, all you, Ray. You Honestly, talk it is about it's my fire and, and what season was the best and what it all means. You guys, how the cycle get, continues. There's me black people on the wire. It's weird. <laughs> I get phone calls so rarely from people mm. that I actually know that when I get one, it throws me for a loop for like two hours. That's the problem. You know what? I <laughs> I can respect that. I can respect that because okay. I don't know the last time I've had a real call. Just telemarketers yeah. and people trying to get my opinion or get me to vote for somebody. And yeah, yeah because if somebody's calling you and they're actually in your phone, that means that like there's an urgency to it. Like oh, they need an dead. answer somebody's now. Dead. Yeah, almost dead. If I ever I get a call from home, I'm like, oh no. Um, and then if it's just like you know, we had waffles today. It's like, ugh, that's you know, I'm not disappointed. I don't, want, I don't want to give the wrong impression. But it's like Look, you get your any adrenaline. Day that up, I have waffles is a is a pretty special day. I mean, that's fair. Well, we don't count waffles. Eggos though. When we're counting like real, oh, real I love waffles. Eggos. You're crazy. Why are we not counting Eggos? I don't know. They got canceled. They touched yeah, some Ray, boobies. Or Ray is racist against Egos for some reason now. Really? Did, yeah. Like Ray... he's one of the best black performers on SNL in years. Oh Why are you going to be a dick about this? <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> How did this trope become a thing on this show? Well, what I could don't... I possibly do to end it? It's not true. You can start watching black shows. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, part of it is like one of my great joys in life is trapping white people uh, to saying racist things and so you know it's, it's not a good it's, it's is, not a good show for you if you're trying to avoid that i mean the first off yes 100 percent. too is it really trapping me like look you can trap not. me with a cardboard box no. and a stick like it's yeah, not it hard is, that is exactly the metaphor that i would make too <laughs> oh my god anyway moving forward uh we're going to a, an underground base because uh, they remember that clancy's last spot was count rainey's castle i swear i'm gonna get through this um <laughs> tracker's like let's go to the last place we saw him that makes sense so they go to the underground base they go through the secret door and into the place where the bomb went off and the big final battle of season one happened i thought this was pretty cool they find a statue of what like genghis khan or a genghis khan affiliated statue and he gets psychic vibes from it and i'm like okay tracker isn't just like a really good guy at fighting people he has this mystical psychic element to him that i think elevates the character and kind of makes him even cooler he sits inside the statue and somehow just through the psychic vibrations figures out that steel raven who is a fucking bomb she's awesome in this episode uh took him to hong kong and also he has some sort of weird device that i didn't fully understand (laughs) Yeah, I like that there's a reason to call in this specialist, and it's because he's psychic and he has a wolf. Uh, Like, if they just called in a specialist, it would be kind of a disappointment that this highly specialized ops team was like, well, we need some help. But but it's like, yeah, we need some help from a dude who has a psychic link to a wolf. And then you're like, okay, yeah, that's a good that's a good favor to call in. (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, to be fair, though, Gina, I mean, at the end of the day, aren't you just looking for a man who has a psychic connection to a wolf. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I'm a simple woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's as on brand as it gets. I think. Oh my gracious. Out of this, this episode's hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I do not know how to feel about this character. Um, Whoa! Because uh, and feel good about him, Chan. I'm trying to figure out if they said his name. Did they say his name? Tracker. No, his like his name. That's his birth name. He's named uh, Tracker, Tracker Johnson. Tracker Johnson, MD. Tracker uh, T. Johnson. <laughs> middle name also second. Tracker. Specialist fourth class Tracker reporting for duty, sir. Okay, they don't mention his name, so now I got to I gotta try and figure out: Is he uh, um, uh, uh, Native American? Sure, sounds kinda Hispanic sounded like to it. me. I kind of mm. thought Hispanic. Yeah, but his wolf is named Lakota, which is a a, a native, uh, an indigenous that's, tribe. That's French for the coat. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I GI Joe will return after these messages. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. There it is, man, Cobra Island. And in the Phantom, we're invisible to their radar. Nobody beats the Agile. It's an attack. There's nothing on the radar. Cut off the box, you fool. Over the land and deep down below, Cobra's got an eye out. Joe. The bug may control the beaches, but the rolling thunder rules the land. Yo, Joe. Nobody beats the Agile. A real American hero. Will Cobra Island be Cobra's last stand? Find out in Marvel Comics. Back to G.I. Joe. <laughs> like, like they did. Okay, they didn't go the like, I'm going to do a rain dance and ho, ho, ho. And here's my tomahawk, tomahawk chop. But like, he's the psychic thing. All Just like, I can, I'm okay with you sucking somebody's brain and throw it into a computer. When you uh, have a, a device that reads mental energy, I'm <laughs> less on board. Ah. So you're you're looking for racism where there is none, is what you're saying. You're the opposite <laughs> of Ray. I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying I checked and I'm pretty sure there's no racism, but it's just some <laughs> it turns out it's just some weird ass uh uh fake magic psionics thing, which doesn't like that's not a thing that that's ever super science is a thing in GI Joe. Uh, Scar uses it all the time. Mm-hmm, they do sure. it less on the GI Joe side. Occasionally, you got you know your satellites that do you know things that are not uh, uh, sure bound in the real world. But like, but this you could device calibrated to meter minute traces of residual mental energy. Next up, Hong Kong. No, 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 no. That I, that's just that's too much Look, for me. I did not understand what this device <laughs> does, and I'm glad to hear that for the first time in show history, I was confused about something that Chan also did not understand. Not confused by it. Don't care for it. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's very different. It sounds like Chan knows exactly what it is, but he's not willing to suspend his disbelief. Nope. 
He put Wait, on the it, goddamn glasses. He's like, hold he on. on give me those. <laughs> give me Clancy's glasses. I'm going to make a psionic link with him. Wow. And then he does. No, this is a dude that this is a dude that before he showed up for this job, did like a really thorough Google search. But his whole thing is that like oh. he, he's, he pretends to be psychic but really, like he—he's like he's basically like the dude from psyching them. He's just a cold reader. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. But like, okay. because otherwise he wouldn't—he wouldn't keep getting hired. Like they would be like, right. we have our own computer guy that can do a search for him if that's all you're doing. Fair. So he instead pretends to be psychic and then gets that sweet, sweet government money. You know what? I'm back on board. <laughs> <laughs> so now it now it's suddenly like good to go. Here's the thing. Gina knows how to talk to me. Ray, you have no <laughs> fucking clue what I'm going through over no. here. Gina gets it. So, Thank you. Well, guys, <clears throat> we could have just called that the name of the show. Gina gets it and Ray doesn't. That's <laughs> pretty much pretty much our trope. Um, okay. So uh, I did like they get to Hong they get to Hong Kong and then the one I think I forget which one it was freight maybe and he's just like I don't know about all this. And then Tracker turns, he's like, you need to shut your goddamn mouth about skepticism right now. And I kind of appreciated him just being like, this is my goddamn con, and I will not tolerate you telling the truth. Save it. Uh, and so he gets some weird psychic vibration because he's like, I found Clancy, but he's in two separate places. And he doesn't know why, but he understands it. I like okay, it no, when on. stories do this. Hold on. Before we go on, there is something about that interaction that Yes, I, I I I clocked and I'm like, is this what I think it is? Um, it it, it is both of those uh, both of the guys. Uh, I think is Freight and Black Dragon who are like, I don't quite buy this. This is not uh, checking out for me. Reading, it's double dragon. Very strange. Hey, you must be reading my mind because I think you're strange. Not now, Black Dragon. That feels to me like Black Dragon is hitting on him. And it oh. feels like uh, uh, Tracker's like, not now. Wait till later. Whoa. Oh. Okay, that's a read I did not pick up on, but that is not surprising. I mean, uh, whether it's there or not, strange. I would not. I do not be Mysterious, elusive, dark, and sensual. Oh. That was the subtext. Okay. I'm, I'm just helping you out here. I'd watch that. That Yeah. No, uh, I I mean knockoff porn that I'm sure exists. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gracious. Um okay. So they get there the, we learn about uh, this is where we learn Black oh Dragon grew God. up in Hong Kong and oh he's my very God. familiar. No. Yes. Now I want that. Now uh, I was like that's a dumb idea and then I was like they have the costumes. They already have these sets where they're, you know, these big oiled up muscly guys are wearing silly costumes and doing like a wait, what's that? Call G.I. Joe, you know, from those uh uh early live action. The live segment. action, yeah. They could just they they have all of the stuff. They could just do low rent gay porn uh in addition, and I would Jesus. I'd be into that. Okay. That's, that's what's got you going. <laughs> I mean Look, it's not one of Gina's mythical non-sexual fetishes, but it is a legitimate fetish. There's a BuzzFeed article. (laughs) 
that sounds <laughs> to like be fair though, Jen, they wrote the headline and then it was like, all right, we'll fill in uh, you know, all these answers later. And they yeah. forgot to fill in the answers. Jen, it just it seems to be like this doesn't have to be sexual. What if these these mid-90s G.I. Joe Extreme live action actors in costume mm-hmm. got together with these cameras and mm-hmm. then oiled themselves up and yep. then turned to each other and just said, you're okay. You know what? That'd be fine. Be all right. <laughs> We're getting Chan on board with a lot tonight. <laughs> He's going to be loving this show by the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, we learned about the tongs, the tongs being, I guess, some sort of like a gang, like the triads or, you know, uh, Wait, is Yakuza, it tongs? that kind of like, going, like to pick the up tongs. the food from your skillet. Yes. It is the tong T O N G. And yes, like oh. the triad it is, or the Yakuza. It is a, uh, yes. when people go like, Oh yeah. Asian, uh, uh, organized crime, the tong, obviously. Uh, yeah. yeah but tong is different from tongs. Like Ray made it into a weird kitchen thing. <laughs> If Ray and I heard tongs, that, then absolutely that is. Wait favorite. a minute. Now I need a sound poll to make sure I'm not crazy. I mean, I know I'm going to be wrong, but now I need the sound poll of them saying to hear if I am correct in pluralizing or it's just a Michigan thing coming back to bite me. That's the tongs. No S on that. You're crazy. You absolutely said S. Well, I want to hear it again. Every kid learns early to beware the tongs. That's the stronghold of the supreme leader. The Taipan of the Tongs. The Tongs. I heard it. I heard it again. You're you're crazy. Okay, people at home, we're going to have a poll. Did he say Tong or did he say Tongs? Uh, hashtag. I don't have any more hashtags, but hashtag Tong or hashtag Tongs. Okay, I'm looking at the waveform here, and he does say rubber spatula. So <laughs> all the way around. I nailed it. Um, I googled and I, I couldn't find it, so I don't okay. know. It's failed me. We get a concept I thought was really, really cool here, and that the their base of operations is this like is is like this gigantic ship in the harbor that's like loaded down with like with, with like spikes all over it, and they're just like it's our floating fortress. And I was like, that's kind of really effing cool. <laughs> I like that a lot, as opposed to later when like their big thing is just like some warehouse. That's marked toxic waste inside. At no point am I going to be impressed by some people living in a houseboat. Oh, I love houseboats. Oh, my gosh. What? Chan, I feel like you, I could very easily have seen your life going a different way and you living on a houseboat. Oh, yeah. No, my mom used to live on a houseboat. That's how I know Uh that a houseboat is not a place for a human being to live. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, they get jumped like right away. They get jumped by a bunch of uh, evil scar agents, which is kind of cool that they just show up in Hong Kong. Don't really make any efforts to conceal themselves. So of course, uh, scar and the tongs uh, uh, jump them. Like I thought that was kind of like an obvious a B to C uh, uh, end game. Uh, and now, is of this course, where they yeah. come in and they're basically like, hop, 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 hop. like there is a ridiculous noise when they all come in here. Uh, yes. And we got to hear it now. I don't know where you're talking about, but we'll try and find it. It's where they all where all the bad guys enter and they're just like, like it's like it's like running noises where they're they're clearly Amazing. trying to make noise but it's all very much like peas and carrots peas and carrots peas and carrots rutabaga 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 
So it turns out it was only two people trying to make as much noise as possible. That was it? I don't know. I don't know if that was it. It felt good. Oh, well. uh, I I was just severely disappointed by this fight because there were at least a couple dudes. Like one of them has uh, his chain weapon and he whips around and uh, he misses Black Dragon. And then it wraps around him and then just kind of falls over and goes unconscious. Like nothing hits him. It just like wraps around him. And then he falls over like, Ugh. and another yeah. guy gets shoved. He gets shoved and he passes out on the ground. I'm like, I these are some. Yeah. Weak ass tongue. <laughs> this is what's really fun about this is if I remember right, like all the tongs come out, they're like, we're going to jump you guys. And they cut to commercial like, oh, no, G.I. Joe. And then they come back and G.I. Joe just easily handles them. Like It was kind of an amazing cliffhanger in that there was actually no drama whatsoever. And not only did they beat them, they stole their ship. And yes, yeah. the, to be fair, I picture that guy with the chain who swings the chain, misses it, wraps around him, and he falls over unconscious. I picture him as being the guy who all the way up to and including like marching on the Joes was telling everybody else, like, man, I've been practicing with this whip. <laughs> this is my moment to shine. I am the master of this whip. And then he finally gets into it. And he just shits the bed. And I just like, I've known that guy. And that actually tracked to me. That was wonderful. Yeah, he's the guy that like insists he's gonna in it, like everyone else is like, hey man, like just maybe just do your normal thing tonight. And it's like, no, 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 knives. Just use the yeah. goddamn knife. <laughs> We've no, never seen you use a chain before, Tom. Yeah, he's just really excited because he like just bought it. So he, it's like, it's like he just bought a new outfit. So he really wants to show it off. And people are like. That's a weird outfit to wear to this thing that we're doing. And he like he just bought it or just got it on like Facebook Marketplace or something. And he's like, check out what I got. You guys are we going to fight some bad guys? And it's like, you can't bring that, dude. That's like just bring your normal thing that you fight with. And it's like, no, 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 no. I want to I'm going to really I'm really good at it. I promise. Also, we are the bad guys. You know that, right? Like you see the paychecks. <laughs> It's from Villain Industries. Why would you? Why would you say? <laughs> uh, I will say that I, uh, I could definitely see the guy like talking up his chain game. Uh, he goes out, he wraps himself up, and so what he does then is like, oh god, I just have to pretend that I'm unconscious. Otherwise, I'm never going to get the end of this. <laughs> yep. I'm just gonna, uh, are they gone yet? Been there. Yeah. This is this is the start of like. Uh, a hilarious movie where he accidentally stays on the boat and like, and then sort of like shuffles off sheepishly and is just randomly in Hong Kong. And he's like, Oh boy, now I got to figure out how to get back. My family left me in Hong Kong on <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I see it. I see it. this is magical. Um, so we're cool thing. The boss of all these idiots uh, escapes. He's like, I'm out of here. Takes off and tracker again. We're seeing his, you know, we're seeing competence. He follows him without him knowing it catches him. And then there was a great scene because black dragon who has got this heat this love heat. Apparently with a uh, tracker, he says, I need you to have my back tracker immediately leaves, but the wolf has his back and trackers like, yo, you got the same result. Stop being a whiny bitch. Black dragon. Yeah, if someone if someone was like, you could either have my help or you could have my wolf's help, who's Thank just you. as capable as me, but you don't have to make shitty small talk with a, a person, I would take the wolf 100% of the time. Also Team Wolf here. 
No, I want the wolf every time. Are you kidding me right now? Tracker, go get that guy. Hang out with, I'm hanging out with, uh, with Lakota every single time, please. Uh, so they, they, they capture the boss. They say, take us to the slave ship. Um, and, and there's the whole thing. Is he not here? Yes, he is here. He's not here. He is here. Okay. Wait a minute. He's sort of here. We need to form a new plan. And I was like, that's cool. It's not every episode of GI Joe extreme where they kind of do a little bit of a, a turn in the direction of the episode about halfway through based on new information. And I thought that was kind of a cool thing because now they've got this secondary objective of free the slaves on the ship. And it very much felt to me like a video game where you're just like, yes, yes, yes. I need to stop Ganon from destroying all of the, the world. Uh, uh, but also I need to collect 20 mushrooms, you know? And I just, I appreciate uh, those kind of veering quest lines. Plus now all of those uh, freed prisoners owe them a life debt, which I enjoy. I, mm. I collect as many as I can. Are they all Wookiees? Is that what's happening here? Uh, so, you know, some of them. Some of them have a oh, little Wookiee in them, but they're all familiar with the <laughs> concept of a life debt. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, I am not sure I heard what I heard, so I just want to play it. This is while they're on the boat. And they're uh, uh, bullying this poor dude who has just the god awful worst Fu Manchu. The world. <laughs> uh, and possibly a scar or possibly bangles. I'm unsure what he was wearing on his forehead, <laughs> but uh, then uh, Tracker starts talking, and I'm trying to zero in on the accents because they're all blowing my mind. I'm still trying to figure out is this guy supposed to be indigenous or what? And this is what it sounds like. Or else Lakota will have you for lunch. Make the merest move, the slightest sound, and your hamburger. Got it? Is that a gambit accent? Is that oh, a real I, just, just because he, he didn't pronounce the H in hamburger, you think he's he's doing a gambit accent? Oh no, earlier he's like, I'll have you for lunch, huh? Oh, oh, I, I, I definitely heard like, or else your hamburger, eh? I know, uh, I heard the hamburger too, but that was just backing up what I would or was I was already going towards. I, I mean, I'm in favor of people trying to do a gambit accent. I, I'm Maybe. not going to weigh in on this whatsoever because I know no matter what I say, Chan's going to call me racist. So. Well, Gambit is white, and he's he's doing a Cajun accent, so I don't know. <laughs> Somehow still racist. <laughs> don't I get mean, me wrong. I I work towards the point where you call yourself racist, so I don't have to do any of the work. Oh, I can shit. just sit back and like, thank you very much. I have, I, have, <laughs> I, have, I we are now in the end game. <laughs> We're in the end game now. Um, okay, so uh, uh, fun times. Uh, the captain. Um, uh, he says, Captain, you know, give us the base. Uh, we need to take us to the base. Yeah, that's what you said. He says, no, uh, we're not going to do that. Okay. So uh, they, he ends up taking them to the base anyway. And I love that they're just like, we're all going to leave except for the wolf. Uh, don't go anywhere. And it's like, mm, you know, like, <laughs> I know that wolf might, was going to chew his face off and make it into hamburger or something. But uh, uh, I don't know. To me, like you want to put at least one dude left behind because this dude could easily take off. Oh, you don't trust the wolf? You don't think he's a trained officer? I mean, I don't. I don't see any badges, medals. I don't see anything like that. He's working uh, undercover, Ray. <laughs> he's not have a badge you know what? on okay. him. Displayed. All right, no, that's fair. 
Look, his grandfather pretended to be in a band with the old G.I. Joe. So I think he can handle keeping an eye on one dude. I mean, okay, here's the deal. Fair enough. He's got his back. That's all I need to know. (laughs) Um, So we have a new plan. We have a two-pronged assault. We have to get Clancy off. And once we discover that we find him in that jail cell, right? And he's turned and facing the wrong way. And he's slobbering on himself. And they can't really figure out what's going on. They're just like, we got to get Clancy his brain back. You got to take him out of Blair Witch. That's how yeah, that works. Been, oh, my God. He has. He's been Blair Witched. That's a great, great ref. Um, Because that's exactly correct. Um, good, good, good. Chen, that's a really good one. Um, okay. So <laughs> he's got his mind and body separated. Tracker figured that out. Now they have a little bit more tangible. Like, okay, we see what's up. They, 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 they've pulled his memories out, and he's a husk of a man right now. Additionally, we need to save all the slaves on this ship. So we're going to split up two and two. Tracker and Stone are going to go with Clancy, and then Black Dragon and Freight are going to get all the slaves out. And I'm like, great. Additionally, they brought a bunch of explosions, explosives with them, so they're also going to blow up the Tong ship. And um, yeah, they just start beating people up, taking the slaves off, and um, and then uh, the, they end up uh, letting the uh, they let the captain escape again, so he will take him to the Scar Base, which he would not give up. And so Tracker, I mean, you think he'd know by now, but Tracker follows him all the way to the Scar Base, and then they infiltrate the Scar Base. Now, the way G.I. Joe infiltrates the Scar Base is a little bit weird, because you'd think they'd be, like, covert. They'd put on the costumes of their enemy, like Shipwreck and Snake Eyes tried to in the Pyramid of Darkness, dressing in Cobra outfits. You'd think they'd hide in shadows, like Solid Snake, and just, no, they just sort of keep walking room to room, beating people up, and that's their covert operation. There you go. That's all you need. When you got guns like that, that's all you need. Arm guns, not gun guns. No, I, I was following. <laughs> Sometimes um, you don't, fo- though, so I had, to, they, I had to reiterate. I did have one giant question here, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm dumb. Okay, well, okay, we know the answer to that. The, my point is, they were worried about Clancy giving them the codes eventually. Why didn't they just change the codes? There does. I mean, I had a lot of questions about this where it was it was basically just like, can't they just deactivate this shit until it's until it's done? Can they do this? So I had similar questions, but I, you know, I think it would have been too much for a child's mind to handle them saying like, oh, it's they're they're hard locked in. We can't change them. It's to avoid anyone. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I also was like, really, there's no, if, if, if one person who knows the codes gets kidnapped, that's it. You're screwed. You're screwed. What happens if he gets killed? We could just never use that satellite again. (laughs) Like I just, I have, I have thoughts that this is not a very good plan, um, that this exists. And I just wrote here. Okay. So Clancy ends up helping them, uh, get the mind machine working, which I thought was kind of cool. He had just enough brain power left to like kind of position himself. He sits down in the thing, right? Puts the thing on his head and he's like, they're like, Oh, okay. That's how it works. We don't know. We're tracker. And I mean, here's the thing. We're not going to know this. Spend all of this effort and energy trying to figure out how the thing works. There's a giant ass button that says brain drain on it. It's a red (laughs) button. You think they made it real difficult to work this thing? There's got to be a button that says the other way. And they (laughs) press it and he goes back to normal. So the people behind Idiocracy and the the, the hospital rooms there kind of designed this whole system. That's what I'm saying. I I like it. 
Now, well, here's my favorite part of the entire episode, I'll say. We have a big fight in the control room because Steel Raven shows up. And what I loved about this is that uh, Steel Raven shows up and you've got Tracker and you've got Stone. And you're like, all right. And she just dunks on both of them. <laughs> she, she she shoots them with this weird arm cannon that just one shots both of them. And she's like, F you, I'm Steel Raven. And mm-hmm. they... They just get dunked on, at which point, like, the slaves all get saved. So Freight and Black Dragon then show up to the control room because they run into the wolf. who's like, oh, we got, oh, the wolf's here by himself. That's bad news. Let's go. They go in there, and they're just like, okay, it's Freight and Black Dragon versus Steel Raven. And then she pops Black Dragon in, like, one second and takes him out, too. And I'm (laughs) like, oh, my God, I love this. It's just one here after another, just getting annihilated by Steel Raven. And then she tries that same thing with Freight, and hilariously, he's so big, it just didn't work. But then she fucking judo throws him, and it's but dope. Then she, then she judo throws him into, like, a wall. I mean, look, look, Steel Raven's badass, and I just loved, because, uh, you know, uh, you could see how this character of Steel Raven, when confronted by two impressive Joes once, and not only that, but twice, would, like, run away. Or would just give up on the mission. Like, that's a very standard enemy of G.I. Joe thing to do. Instead, she's just like, you don't even know who I am, and crushes everybody. Like, Yeah, this is so after, after he also is like, I don't want to fight a girl. Should we shake on it? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I hope you murder this dude now. I hope he, I he, hope he learns his lesson and goes Oof. forth to kill every woman he encounters because he learned his lesson. Yeah. And... Uh, I, uh... Did, did not draw the same conclusion there. Okay. I, I feel oh, interesting. I, I'm no, I'm, I'm very much against uh, him going out and killing women. I feel uh, like I think once, a- once one person has proven themselves to be dangerous, you need to, you need to do what you got to do. So now he knows yeah, that what- women can be dangerous. So he needs to kill all the women he sees. Yeah. What if they're evil Chan? Tell me your incel biography. <laughs> okay i'll grant you this if you run across a woman in full military regalia with uh metal hands and a patch (laughs) over the eye go ahead kill go ahead and kill uh i I think probably safe Uh, you just gave me permission to commit a whole lot of murders on halloween um yeah no that's allowed you're allowed on that day it's like the purge oh uh, no, Chan, I do want a sound pull because they get the codes. They actually get the codes to the satellite, or they think they do. And this one scientist who's been a, just a nothing burger on this episode, the excitement that he displays. I don't know if you remember this. When he gets the codes, this Ryan Reed was outstanding. Did you say Ryan Reed? I did. <laughs> I'm still excited about someone calling me. <laughs> David Ryan? It was David Ryan who called me. <laughs> He called me up and he just said, it's Ryan time. We've got it. We've got the code. I just, I love it. Give okay. me more of that guy. I want a whole <laughs> series about that guy. I loved him. <laughs> I just wrote here. What is, what is this scientist? <laughs> He's wonderful. So, uh, but here's the deal. Uh, Clancy ends up getting up and it turns out that Clancy got enough brain power back to feed bad codes, bad data into their code device, which somehow caused their machine to explode and blow up the entire base. I honestly thought that he like gave the codes of the base to the laser to blow out the base. I think that was a very natural conclusion, but then they, the show very quickly goes nuts. Not what happened at all. You dumb idiot. 
And so I was like, whoa, okay, G.I. Joe Extreme, you're getting a little you're getting a little mean right there. And getting a little like, extreme. No, you deserve name. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they just sounded surge and then ran away. I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it. That's like that's the end of the episode. Everybody gets out safely. The slaves have been freed. Clancy has returned to Clancy. Where now Clancy all of a sudden put did he steal those sunglasses off of Tracker? Yes, he did. His, <laughs> his sunglasses were broken. Yes. And all of a sudden he just reaches over, grabs his sunglasses, puts yep. them on. It's like it's like Putin with the uh, Super Bowl ring from the Patriots Super Bowl ring. He's like, well, this is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> like what uh, look the man had his brain s- scrambled uh i think he's entitled to steal someone's sunglasses wow gina entitled gina. white men mm. ray's had his brain scrambled <laughs> oh no grabbing your sunglasses uh-oh uh-oh no uh, not my sweet care bear sunglasses i'll tell you that much mm-hmm. i believe i'm entitled now gina i think that's what i just heard uh, that's you what mean? you just said yeah if you wear those care bear no, sunglasses it- around me i'm sorry they're mine then it's only immediately after the scrambling, and since you've been having yours scrambled for the last 52 years, I don't think that counts. That means that I have 52 years worth of stealing sunglasses ahead of me. That's all I've heard. <laughs> it's, it's a constant state of occurring, y'all. And then that's it. That's the end of the episode. We, it is the search for Clancy. Hey, guys, they found him. How about that? I'm looking forward to seeing seeing what happens now because I kind of hope that like Clancy comes back and he's got some bad, you know, like flashbacks to this happening. And so he just decides to go hard at the Cobra people. What's the, well, here's new the deal. Co- what's new Cobra's name? Scar. 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 Like I want him to come back and like sort of ease everyone into it. Like he's like, all right, I've got a, I've got a few missions that I want people to go on. But then, like, it becomes clear that, like, Clancy is out for revenge. And so he keeps sending them into missions. And he's like, shoot to kill, shoot to kill. And they're like, Clancy, you've gone too far. And then he just starts, like, crying. But then, like, as they're, as they, like, go to hug him, he grabs one of their guns and, like, shoots over their shoulder at the, at the scar, you know, operatives who are, who are handcuffed. So now he just cold blooded murdered a bunch of, scar handcuffed scar operatives uh and and the joes have to make the hard decision to like lock him away uh and then he becomes the new villain for next season so the problem is there is no next season but i will say there are eight episodes left in season two and the last one is titled betrayal so i don't i don't think they're leaving us with a clean break here at the end of the second season unfortunately hmm well, I, I, you know, hit me up, G.I. Joe Extreme producers who want to reboot this show, because I just oh, gave you a snap. fantastic third season. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, any G.I. Joe cartoon room of any type whatsoever that does not include TV's Gina Ippolito is missing the mark. I will just put it out there. That's the only true. thing you need to make sure you do, you bring Gina into the room. You make nice posters with all the characters names on it so she can she can you could reference them. I think mm-hmm. that's then you important. don't hang up those posters. That's <laughs> don't hang up the posters. Remember that part? No. no. Uh, you keep her confused. She's better <laughs> when she doesn't know the characters' names. And she goes, you know, the one with a hat. And then you have to figure out who she means. And that makes the show better. If you are not doing this, you're basic. It's true. You guys are my new. You guys are my new agents and managers now. <laughs> that's it. No, we. This has been understood for years now. Um. I get 10% of snacks. 
done. That's it, though, right? No actual wow. money. <laughs> wow. Just no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say right now, Gina giving up 10% of snacks. That's like way more than actual money. <laughs> that's what I figure. I figure yeah. the amount of snacks he gets paid in way more than the money. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say right now, Gina, that's a big give. I don't, this is crazy to me. I mean, you get money to buy snacks, but you know what? You can use snacks to get money. Thank you. I mean, you got to get me the jobs before I get the snacks. So, well, we're working on it. That's why I figured they're all listening to this show and they just don't know that you write for television and they've been listening to this show for like six years and, <laughs> and they just didn't know that. And so now they know and knowing is half the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's oh, what that, that means. Done? I mean, oh, yeah. I, I wasn't all, sure if we, that was an end or not. We never actually outroed the show, but here's the deal. It would have been a great time to pull the cord. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter at GI Joe Podcast, Facebook.com slash knowing it's half the podcast, Patreon.com slash knowing it's half the podcast. Get a, all 9,000 episodes of this show that exist. And uh, if you were on Patreon, you heard a brand new episode. It was the, uh, uh, what is it, Silver Riders? What was it called? What was the name of this show? Saber Riders. Saber Silver Riders. Server? It was an 80s anime show that honestly was delightful, and, I, and it has every G.I. Joe actor in it uh, called the, the Saber Riders, and that is now in the Patreon vault. So if you did not know this, go to our Patreon vault and look up uh, the S's, and you'll find Saber Riders in there somewhere. Um, it's got a banging theme song, that. that's for sure. Saber Riders and the Sheriffs. Wonderful, wonderful show. And so you can check that out. And uh, sorry to everybody who who got the great ghost episode that I didn't realize I'd already put on the main feed. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, though. It was a great episode. I then put Sergeant Savage and his Screaming Eagles, which was Patreon only up to this moment. I checked with Chan and he he backed me up. It has not been on the feed yet. And so we, we put that on there. And that directly relates to G.I. Joe Extreme and quite frankly should have been in the feed already. So win, bleeping, win on top of win. You can find us on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast, but individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gene Ippy. And you guys, thank you so much for listening. We we searched for Clancy. We found Clancy. But the Clancy, at the end of the day, was just the friends we made along the way. Situation critical. Roll call! At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.